Uh, hey, uh, guys. Hey, yeah. yeah. Uh, I've got some bad news. <laughs> How would you like some bad news? <laughs> I... Uh, can you tell I, it to me at like 11? Well, I can start, I start some good news. Okay. okay. All right, the good news is we've definitely been recording the first half of the, 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 the show so far. Okay. <laughs> would you like the bad news? Yes. We were yeah. only recording my side <laughs> of the show <laughs> because I didn't check all the right boxes. So nobody's heard anything any of you have said. Very cool. Very cool. Now, I had fun. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Oh my god, I said so many things. I know. So <laughs> so I I have an idea. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what if we get someone to do a voiceover for Colby no. <laughs> and I and coming back in? Yes. No. Yes. For the hundredth time, yes. man. We're not doing I'll, that. You've got a hundred dollars in my so I'll pay for it. Lazy for that. Um no. No, 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 no. So here's here's the new plan, right? We will <laughs> We'll keep this little bit right here where we explain, where I explain how I failed, because really this isn't on you folks. Yeah. And instead, we'll hit the reset button, and we'll start the show over, and then just not do banter, and then just get into the show. Because clearly, I don't think we can, because we did real banter before the show, and then we did banter on the show. I don't think we can banter a third time. I'm out of, we, yeah, I think we we're out of quits. Banter, I'm out right. of bantered out. So, I could do like a 30 second rundown of everything I said. Maybe okay. not 30 seconds. One there minute. you go. We'll do each person gets 30 seconds to describe what they've been up to, and then we move on to the news. How's that? Okay. 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 All right. So let's. Well, well, are, we, are we starting over now? Uh, well, we can, unless you've got something to. Oh, no, no, no. I, I, have, I have the answer to the thing about Boston Calling. Oh. We can, was that we can part put recorded? that in the show, or we can, or I can. It wasn't say recorded, it. but you can say it for just Colby and I. Okay, whatever I you want. All right, I know exactly one band on this. Really? Uh, that's, that's. They had some. They had oh, I've heard of them before. That they might have not been on there. Uh, sometimes some some are late. I, I want to say I've heard of Janelle Monet also. Oh. Oh, she she was on that fun song. She was like featured. She had like I two might be bars. right. All right. So I've heard of two bands. I'm not interested in seeing either either of them or two artists. Why is Janelle Monet autocomplete to Star Wars? Oh, cuz she was at the premiere. Oh, okay. Makes sense. <laughs> I was like, was she yeah. in Star Wars? All right. Let's let's try this again, shall we? Okay. Yeah. I'm feeling good. We're going to really crush it this time. Here we go. Coming up on this episode of Don't Panic, we've got technology news including VR on a roller coaster. Yes, it's as stupid as it sounds. We're going to talk about Mac users finally getting the problems Windows users have. We're also going to talk about Facebook buying into the NFL and taps and dots from Amazon. It's all that and more on this episode of Don't Panic. Stick with us. This is Don't Panic. Episode number 124, recorded March 7th, 2016, on Taps and Dots, Facebook Football, and Max for Ransom. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to this episode of Don't Panic, the technology podcast. 
uh, on Gadgets, the Internet, and you. I'm Sean Jennings, joined by the Greta Garbo and Charlie Chaplin of technology, two men who know how to star in a silent film, Colby Rabideau <laughs> and Dan Miller. Gentlemen, welcome back. Thanks. Thanks for having me, Sean. Uh, well, you know, I figured let the, you guys have things to say, and I think the world needs to hear it. <laughs> Actually hear it. <laughs> yeah. Indeed. Well. Anyways, so quick recap. Uh, this weekend, I had a milk punch cocktail, which is weird. You should look it up. Uh, yeah. I got a new couch. It's it's a sectional. It's it's two seats with like a third chaise lounge seat for a total uh, of three seats. Yes, three yeah, seats, okay, or or I guess four seats if you if you Whoa. were put two people on the chaise. Double up on it. There you go. Um, that happened. It's it's like salt and pepper, dark gray, kind of like the couch behind me. Nice. Uh. Yeah, and I think that there was one more thing. Oh, I'm not cool anymore. Yeah, so. Good. All right. Yeah, that's all. Dan, you got an update? Um, Let me think. Yeah, Sunday I finished Fallout 4. I started watching uh, the new season of House of Cards, which we might talk about later. Uh, I think that's about it. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, how, was, how about you, Sean? Oh, did you have any band here to give us? Very thankful. Um, let's see. This weekend, I also binged on House of Cards, and I'm enjoying Good. it greatly. I Good. went to the grocery store, which was somehow out of both milk and bread. Wow! I go to a particularly shitty stop. Is there, like, shop. is there like a hurricane that's hitting I, only like Western Massachusetts? No. What's funny is they had lots of bread, just not the bread I buy. And it's like ah, I buy okay. like oh. Fryhoffers. It's common bread. Like it's not fancy. Oh. oh and like gotcha. hood milk. It's like they don't. They only have I, weird I mean, stuff. I, I have very specific <laughs> bread needs, uh, which are occasionally not met. And I just by don't. The, they usually the... have a thousand <laughs> loaves, and they just have none. So I, that was upsetting. Um, yeah, and that was, uh, and that was it. That was the scoop. So good. Cool. Now that we got that out of the way, <laughs> we can uh, we can get to the real stuff, um, the technology news, which we do, of course. Every single week right here on this program uh, for the folks at home to watch and enjoy uh, on our website, don'tpanic.io. You should go there or just listen to the end of the show where I will repeat all of these again. Um, let's jump in, gentlemen. We've got some great stories, I think, here in the rundown. Um, we've got a handful uh, covering all sorts of technology, all of these from the last week. Uh, and I'm going to give it to you guys to... Uh, <sighs> yeah... All right. Tell me what's up. I haven't read this story, but I suspect I know what it's about. The the Gear VR on the roller coaster. <laughs> I saw this at work this week, and I'm like, this is the most spectacularly stupid thing <laughs> ever. Now, did you guys... I recommend, and I'll put it up on screen for those watching the YouTube version, which you should watch mm -hmm. uh, at <laughs> io and on YouTube.com slash show. Watch the video. I'll put it up on screen here for the folks to see just how stupid it looks. On a roller coaster, so let me explain. Six Flags is partnering with uh, Samsung to give riders of roller coasters at at nine Six Flags <laughs> locations the ability to wear the Gear VR headsets on their heads while they're riding the roller coaster. And the the VR headsets are synced in real time, so when you go down a hill on the roller coaster, the virtual reality you'll also be going down a hill. Um, they call it. Uh, you'll be able to experience one of two different experiences, either the Superman virtual reality coaster or the new revolution 
virtual reality coaster. Um, as I said, nine Six Flags across the country. Um, <laughs> you'll be able to see that as well, including uh, if you're from Massachusetts, at Six Flags New England as well. We'll have it on the on the uh, on the Superman. Wow. Uh, wow. That gif in the article with the <laughs> with the VR headsets slamming onto their faces. At this a high changes velocity. everything. And then their mouth. That poor woman's mouth. She's just like she's screaming in agony. As like yeah, like this has to be. If this were closer to April first, I swear to God, I would have thought this was a, a prank. Like just something yeah. the Samsung marketing yeah. thought was funny enough <laughs> to get people to have it go viral. And on, on the heels of the. The picture of Mark Zuckerberg walking around the auditorium where no one can see that he's there. Yep. Ah, it's very weird. This is terrible. Yeah. Now, you guys may be wondering, right? The two biggest logistical concerns Six Flags addresses, one being how do you keep it clean and why doesn't it fall off your head? Would you guys like to know the answers? <laughs> yes. Yes. The face mask has been covered in an antimicrobial leather and is wiped down before every use. And while the video shows only a single head strap, which is what it comes with if you buy it in a store, these Gear VRs over head strap and chin strap will appear on the headset and they're paired with a safety lanyard in case oh, it good. slips off uh, under tremendous centripetal force. <laughs> Does it say that? Uh, no, I think that the, the, the article author says that. They have a whole, they have a whole FAQ on their website. Um, I, I can look and see specifically, uh, will it make me nauseous because <laughs> the visuals on the virtual reality screen are synced precisely with the drops? There is no motion sickness. It's a bold yeah. claim, I think. Uh, yeah, I doubt it. And it's free. I, I like that because when like the person in front of you throws up, you won't even be able to see the puke coming at you. It'll just be splattered in like a warm mist. Be like, wow, this is so realistic. I feel like I'm really being <laughs> vomited on. <laughs> uh, I wonder if that synced in real time. <laughs> the, yeah, the uh, the smell vision or whatever. Yeah, the nice like putrid acidic whiff of some vomit f fresh vomit flying across your face mm -hmm. <laughs> oh my god yeah now, um, now, now can I, I just yeah between this and Trump it's all over guys <laughs> this is the pinnacle of American <laughs> human society yeah yeah it's just Wally it really is my gosh now yeah. can, can I be honest though uh huh I don't I don't normally get to Six Flags very often <laughs> if I happen to find myself at one Mm. I would totally do this <laughs> just to try would you do it. Just it with, like ironically, it. like, or would you do it because you want to do it? I would go in with a healthy level of skepticism, but with mm. an open mind. That's all we can ask. Because maybe Sean. this could revolutionize roller coaster. Because really, what what are you looking at when you ride on a roller coaster? Usually, Oftentimes, the track in nothing. front of you and a few other rides around you. There's no there's no real visual to it. So imagine the the physical feel of being on a roller coaster and the g forces and being pulled and going up and down mixed with a a virtual a, a visual experience far more exciting than anything you could get at the park. Uh, maybe, but the, there's the wind on your face that's a big part of it, and you're gonna have this clunky thing on your forehead. Yeah, you're you're right. There physically, it doesn't make any sense, but on paper, it is a great idea. 
Because think of how many times okay. you see like Samsung where they have the people in like the motion chairs. But it's not the yeah. same, like being on an actual roller no. coaster with the experience. Yeah, but the the difference is you don't have to be on an actual roller coaster. That's like <laughs> that's like the one of the upsides of those things. You don't need to that build a roller coaster. That is very true. So you're I saying you, roller coaster you wouldn't bag. try it, Dan? I'd be unlikely to go on a, these sorts of roller coasters, anyways. But you're not if a big I roller did, coaster guy. No, I I do like roller coasters, but not like the upside down, like uh, crazy ones. Like one that doesn't really go upside down or in like crazy loops, mm. I'd be fine. The feet dangly ones, especially no. Oh, uh, Dan, we gotta go to no an amusement dang. park. Can we set that up? <laughs> Don't panic. Uh, live streams. What? What's that? It's not Meerkat's gone now, right? Is that? In yeah, the they don't do live story? anymore. That's right. Uh, uh, what's the other one though? Periscope. Periscope. We'll periscope the whole thing. We'll get some GoPros. We'll strap. Dan, we'll strap a GoPro to you. Uh-huh. And we'll put you on, on some roller coasters. A virtual reality headset? Yes. <laughs> Just strap as much crap to We'll put on a Google Glass and like the, uh, an Oculus the Rift. 360 camera backpack on there also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll be you'll be wired to the gills. It'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> this is, sounds like a summer vacation in the making. I love it. <laughs> Amazing. I don't like roller coasters at all, really. And so have you have you gone on like the Disney roller coasters? I've never no. been to Disney. Okay. Have we had us You're not the only person I met recently who's never been to Disney. Well, to be fair, we haven't met recently. Something. Sorry. Recently who's never been to Disney. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> Sorry for being rude. It's okay. I'd expect nothing less of you. <laughs> wow okay this is getting out of control here let's reel this in no no we'll have to we'll have to figure out an opportunity to get to six flags and try this out that's what i think that's what i think uh okay of all the field trips we could take in 2016 like are there any other ones that would prioritize ahead of this uh like for example we could go to disney world you can see the new star wars uh like section of disney world well, that won't that would, be open yeah. for a few years no, it's going to be open this summer. Thought I read that. Thought I read that. I'm going to double check that. Okay. That but aside, cool. like, are, are, like some like crazy, the Samsung experience story, I feel like we should definitely do a live report from because that place is terrible. Uh, which, which place? The Samsung experience store. Yes. It's like if you took like, some early 2000s rapper's house and replace all the fancy stuff with plastic replacements of those things mm-hmm. and then at a little coffee bar inside and people walking around trying to sell you Samsung devices, that would that would describe the Samsung experience store. So awesome. here's what I think we need to do. Uh-huh. I think we need to go to do a New York City field trip. I'll get okay. some cameras and we're going to hit the Samsung store the, the big Apple store will hit the Microsoft store and we'll do just a tech field trip of New York City. That's what I think we should do. Yeah, that sounds like a good time. Star Wars Land will open around 2020. Now, there is a, there's a more temporary um, thing that they're setting up, what they call the Star Wars Launch Bay, which is a, like a super mini version. And that, I think, is going to open much sooner. 2020? Well, I got to build the whole thing. That's when the the episode uh, nine comes out. Convenient, isn't it? 
I guess. <laughs> feels like you're missing a bit of the boat there. 2020. Hey, Dan, if it makes you feel any better, uh, before 2020, you'll be able to go to the new uh, Avatar Land at, at, at Animal that Kingdom. That does not make me feel better. No, because nobody wants to go to Avatar Land. No, are we ever... <laughs> We're never going to get a second one of those, right? Uh, of what? Of of Avatar? Avatar Land. Well, if Jane... Oh, the movie or the theme park? No, no, no. Avatar. The movie. The sequel. Oh, yeah. If James Cameron yeah. just keeps delaying it, probably not. Mm-hmm. At this rate, um, he's he's not doing doing great with that. But, uh, but they keep saying he's going to make them. A lot of money on the line. Um... All right, let's continue on. What else in the rundown here, gentlemen? Has uh, your um, attention. The uh, the the OS ten ransomware. Mm. This is a story that confused oh, yeah. me. Yes, and oh, see, that's not good because I was hoping you could explain it to me. But okay, well, I'm I'm okay. pretty sure I understand what happened. Uh, uh, that's what I'm. Yeah, that's what I'm asking. But okay, like, okay. so so first off, ransomware. So yeah. this is like a type of malware, I guess, like like bad software, which when it gets on your computer, it encrypts all of your files and then you have to like pay whatever bad guy distributed this software to un- for for the key to encrypt it. And otherwise your files will just be encrypted forever and you'll never be able to see them again. Yeah. And this isn't new, uh, by the way. They, this is this no. type of 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 not vulnerability, but this type of attack has been around for a long time. Yeah. On Windows. Yeah. And I, right. And so, like, I've heard, like, podcasts and, like, radio features about this with, like, uh, you know, like, poor old ladies, like, who have to, like, figure out how to get Bitcoin to, like, uh, get all their family photos back and, like, just terrible stories like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, ransomware has been, like, relatively common on on windows as sean said so the first ever known one for mac os was discovered i guess this weekend um and so what happened was that the so there's a BitTorrent client called transmission on mac os uh which is like relatively popular like i've used it in the past and so their website was compromised for downloading linux distros right What's that? For downloading Linux distros. That's why you use the the BitTorrent. Yeah, 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 yeah. All the Linux distros. Um, (laughs) Thanks thanks for clarifying. Uh, Yeah, so so, uh, transmission. In any case, their their website was compromised and some some, uh, like malicious folks uploaded an altered version of the transmission installer that in addition to installing transmission also installed this virus. Um, and apparently the virus was on like a time, the, the, the malware was on like a, a delay. So it wouldn't install, it, it wouldn't start doing its thing immediately. It would wait like three days and I guess they found it. So uh, the reason it was a big deal is because like, because they, they uh, hooked into this, this approved like Apple, like a, developer with like an apple approved like certificate um uh max like your mac would probably just be totally fine with you installing this software so it wouldn't even do a double take really um but apple like revoked the certificate so i don't think 
the insulation wouldn't work anymore mm-hmm. at the very least. But I don't know. And I think if you happen to install the the bad version, there there are like steps on the Apple website that you can take to make sure you don't get screwed over. Yeah, but. and the and the transmission folks have released a new version of the app that not only doesn't have the malware, but they claim will actively remove the bad files from your infected computer. And and yep. and um the I don't know who said this, so I want to get it right. Um it's uh, security experts suggest restoring your Mac from a system backup before you were infected in case you fear you have been infected. Mm-hmm. So is this is this news? Is this a story, gentlemen? Is this is this worthy? Oh, that answered my attention? question. I didn't know how the uh, bad build, the bad version of the software, was distributed in the first place. Like, was it? Yeah, it was. It was like through Transmissions website somehow. Okay, so it was like that a double sense. hack. Yeah, Hackception. Yes. Man, will so, Inception jokes ever get old? Compromise the source code, then, right? Like they must have had complete. I think so. Access. Yeah. Right. Well, apparently, I transmission I, I is well, and I don't know the details, but apparently, transmission it claims is open is open source software. Right. That's what was confusing me. Yeah. So, oh, oh because so, it's open source, you could build your own. Right. Got it. And they got around the gatekeeper thing by signing it with. A different somehow, certificate? I don't know. Somehow they they had it like properly signed. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why or how. Yeah, that, that was crazy. That was the yeah. Yeah, it was really really. I, I don't know. Some if Mr. Robots. Yeah. Well, I I honestly I think it's a success story. Right. Sure. Yeah. Because yeah. because not only did the transmission folks relatively quickly notice it put out clear instructions to users on how to disable it, how to update their software, and how to find if they're infected. Apple also very quickly used their uh, certificate system to block any installs of that version of the software as well. So the system worked, essentially. Yeah. I mean, it shouldn't have gotten out there in the first place, but at the very sure. least, it it, it the, did what it was supposed to. The damage was minimal, right. You know, I mean, to be honest, I think if this were to happen on Windows... You know, even if there was a way to patch it through the OS, you wouldn't see that for a month. So, you know, I think, I think there is there is value in the system, and the system worked. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. I'm sure it also helps that, like, I feel like the volume of malicious software that Microsoft is dealing with is many orders of magnitude larger than the volume Apple is dealing with. So, mm-hmm. perhaps. We should cut them a little slack on that front. <laughs> no, it's true. Hey, listen, and, and, and to be honest, I mean, you know, th- I think this is a unique case because it was slipped into legitimate software, right? As far as I know, most ransomware cases are people like, download a, your printer driver update, and it's not really from your printer driver, and it's from some sketchy site, and people don't know what mm-hmm. they're doing, right? But this was actually from the author, uh, yeah. kind of, uh, essentially. Yeah. So, oh, speaking speaking of of bad people online, I almost got fished the other day. No, like, yeah, we've so uh, I don't know. It, this was for work. Like, HubSpot, I guess we've been getting like a ton of a ton of like phishing emails. But I like it was a very convincing email, uh, and I just clicked through and like reflex uh, did my one password keyboard shortcut. And one password saved me because it saw that the URL was like 
not the URL that I had associated with that account. It was like, whoa. Yep. Uh, it, it wasn't like, whoa, it just didn't show up. Um, so right. that was that was pretty tricky. They almost got me. We've had a, and there have been a serious rash of, uh, we saw Western Digital this week, we saw Snapchat a few weeks ago, uh, posing to administrators that, hey, I'm, it's it's me, the CEO of the company, I need you to send me your password for all of the personnel files, and <laughs> and people and people fall for it, they really do. Yeah. And it's, uh, and it's scary. You know, actually, it's, it's funny, my, my company does this thing where they, my company sends fake phishing emails. Yep. To see who clicks on them. And of course, mm-hmm. I know better for the most part. But what I do first thing in the morning when I get up is I've got my phone and half asleep. I just kind of scroll through to see if there's anything critical, you know, that I need to open or read before I get out of bed, half asleep. And there was one that said delivery notification. I'm like, I don't have a delivery. What the hell is this about? So, of course, just half asleep, I open it. You know, and it's, it's this really fake-looking delivery notice, but <laughs> you know, it was brown, so it looked kind of like UPS, even though it wasn't. Yeah. And, you know, on your phone, on your on the computer, it would have said the the from address. With When I would have seen the URL was bad, that's the first thing I look at. But on your phone, it just says, you know, the name of the sender, because that's just mm. how iOS works. And so it looked relatively legit. So, of course, yeah. I clicked on it. And I get this notice where they're like, you've been busted. This is why. (laughs) That's funny. So the the one that almost got me, the the from address was HubSpot.com. Like they must have used some. I I know there's ways you can do that with like proxy servers or whatever. I don't know. Computers. Yeah. (laughs) It was it was super clever. It's it's going to be. Give them credit. It goes to show. Always be skeptical. Yeah. yeah, at work they do that also where they send out the the, uh, the fake phishing emails. Mm-hmm. The best one was uh, an email that was sent to you, but uh, it was supposed to be sent to someone else. And it said, uh, here's a document you requested. And the it was a zip folder that had the, uh, the title, uh, whatever it was, 2014 employee salary list. Uh, <laughs> And if you open that, you got a stern talking to. I'm sure, <laughs> as you should. Uh, but that was bad. a good file name. Like, yeah. And I bet a fair so number of people like, opened pack- it. Package is good, but yeah. Yeah, security's fascinating. Yeah. Also, like big tech companies will hire like they call them like red teams to try and like break in, and they'll mm-hmm. go they they'll try phishing and stuff, but they'll go so far as to like get on the campus and like try and put a flash drive in in some computer mm-hmm. uh very cool that that must be a great job to have like so much fun okay there, there's you probably just get to get arrested all the time right because no one knows it's happening well and there's there is the other side of that the illegal side which is companies who hire teams to you know your competitor who will hire mm, people yeah. to to follow you around and to sit next to you at a restaurant while you're talking to a to, to somebody right. making a deal or who will, you know, I mean, the, the, the lengths they go to or it's espionage. It's, crazy, man. it's exciting. It's crazy. Illegal, but exciting. Maybe that's yeah, there's a, a There's a good, uh, I haven't listened to it in a long time, but there's a podcast, securityweekly.com, if you're into this sort of penetration testing stuff. Kind of. Uh, yeah. Colby I've always needs another podcast. Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, have, I have still haven't 24. caught up from New Orleans. I'm getting close, though. I'm down to, like, one iPad screen of, of <laughs> podcasts to listen to. 
Um, I did have to delete a bunch because I had too many. Like I couldn't, I couldn't catch up. But I'm almost there now. And next week I'll be back to normal. I've got no comment. I've got yeah. no comment. Um, all right, let's continue to another story in the rundown. Uh, I guess this means it's my turn to pick, and we are going to talk about um, we're talking about Directv. And the fine yeah. folks at Atlantic Telegraph and Telephone, um, the the AT and T. That's what it originally stood for. It's crazy. Wow. I don't. I think it's just. It's like one of those. What's the other company that um, dropped there? What the initials stand for? It's just AT and T now. It doesn't stand for anything. What did SNET stand for? SNET. Southern New England Telephone. Maybe oh, you guys yeah. didn't have all those. Well, we we had, we had uh, Cox. <laughs> <laughs> all right anyway let's let's stick to the facts here uh before this gets frontier communications apparently so if Front- you heard of yeah that. a bunch of them what was like century link is now a bunch of them the problem is they broke the, the baby bells they called them right where they the monopoly they broke it up into all these small companies and then they yeah. just all merged back into verizon and century link because <laughs> verizon's a bunch of them too um yeah. yay monopolies um well Good news is at least the Monopoly is going to give you more options. Uh, AT&T and DirecTV announced this week that they plan to launch a streaming TV service later this year. Here's how it is going to work. There'll be three tiers, DirecTV Now, DirecTV Mobile, and DirecTV Preview. Okay, Mobile option will be the lowest price and will only be available on smartphones. The Preview service will be free and ad-supported. Now, they're not going to say the pricing for the tiers yet or specifically what channels you'll get. Of course, the third service, which is uh, AT&T or DirecTV Now, will be more of a full streaming platform. But they expect it to be um, aggressive. Um, a range of content packages, including on-demand and live programming from many networks plus premium add-on options. Um, they expect it to work on everything from your smartphone to your tablet, your smart TV, your set-top boxes, your PC, or other devices. It will not require an existing direct TV service plan, set-top box, or satellite dish, and will not have any contract stipulations. Now, of course, this sounds similar to Sling TV or maybe even PlayStation View, both of which give you full access to television channels for a lower fee per month uh no contract without hardware required um by the way we also saw this week that um playstation view announced that they were dropping their prices ten dollars a month on each of their packages as well so um what's the price on that now on which the playstation view uh well they have a um they have, I believe, three different tiers you can subscribe to. Um, and if you give me a second, I will be happy to give you the exact prices. Um, go up. Explore plans. Uh, so for 60-plus channels, it's uh, $40 a month. 75 channels, $45 a month. And Elite, which has over 100 channels, uh, for $55 a month. Sling, of course, I believe is still at 20. Of course, you only get, I think, 20 or 25 channels uh, for that with the ability to add on more channels in $10 increments. Basically, it wouldn't be a surprise to find DirecTV kind of priced Mm. somewhere in that range. I got, like, direct mailed by Sling the other day. They were like, please come back because I did the free trial and then, like, forgot to cancel and accidentally paid for a month. Or yep. two weeks or whatever mm-hmm. their their billing increment is, and then uh, last week I got like a mail from them, like like a real mail. It was mm-hmm. weird. 
Yeah, Dan, so you have you. I had it. Uh, I don't watch enough TV to really... I've used it to watch TV, mm-hmm. and it works really well. Good. Uh, the selection was pretty wide. Uh, that was a while ago, too, and they've added more stuff, and it's become cheaper. Uh, I had Hulu, 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 uh, Hulu <laughs> for a couple Hulu. months. I canceled that this weekend because I like. I only have so much time to watch TV, and I have enough. Like either the stuff I want is not on Hulu, and I'm gonna buy it anyways, or like there's plenty of. Netflix or HBO Now stuff to carry me. I don't need, especially because they don't still like Rick and Morty season two. I just bought it on Netflix or uh, iTunes. I gave up. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. So I, uh, I don't know. I, I, I've been using Hulu for a while and like for, for, there was a brief stretch where I was watching a bunch of stuff, but then like I realized most of the stuff I was watching on Hulu was just like really crappy television. And then I stopped like for a while it was entertaining, but then it started to get pretty repetitive. I mean, it was just like network TV stuff. Right. But, uh, lost its appeal. Now I watch like the daily show and that's pretty much it. (laughs) I I have satellite TV in where I live now. Uh, and Mm. I, uh, and I I barely watch it. I watch like maybe three shows. I mean, to be honest, yeah. I I really spend most of my time in 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 uh, the Netflixes and the Hulus and the um I'm 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 one of the reasons I'm I'm interested in this is um I'm potentially moving very soon um and um I I really have no plans to get um to get traditional television. Really, I think nice. the only way uh, what what I think is going to happen and this is what happened last time I had a place was um. The the uh, internet provider made me such a ridiculously good deal for the first year to just throw TV in. Yeah. That you know it ended up being like ten or twenty dollars more a month to get the TV. So you know I may end up doing that, but honestly well, I don't. You could you could end up with my situation where it is it is twenty or twenty five dollars more expensive to not have TV. Exactly. Exactly. So in that case I would get it, but if that's not the case, I, honestly I don't. I mean the the options are so good now, especially with this direct TV thing coming, and uh, it makes a lot of sense. Now, of course, I will point out PlayStation View is only in select cities, so that's not nationwide yet. Uh, um, oh yeah, I forgot about that. In what is it? Chicago, Los Angeles, New York, Philadelphia, and the San Francisco Bay Area. Um, Still, Sling I'm is nationwide. They haven't, like... Well, part of the reason and the difference between View and some of these others is View gets. Um, your local networks, your ABC, CBS, Fox, NBC, and those deals they have to make by metro area. Mm. Now, what I don't gotcha. understand is why they just don't not include them and just do the cable channels nationwide, but I guess that's for right. PlayStation to decide. It, huh. it is nice having those because, like, it's it's like having TV. Right. You can turn right. on the local news and see stuff that's actually happening around you. Yes, and that is a big. That's and there, as far as I know, the only people who have that ability um, mm. for streaming. So that is a huge plus for for that service. Um, yeah. So so it's it's it, it's interesting. I'm 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 always always excited to see uh, see what they're they're launching and what Directv can come up with and and where it's priced and what it has and uh, what what's the advantage to. 
to DirecTV doing it is, of course, they already have the existing relationships with the channels from negotiating and from buying carriage and, and all that stuff. So um, it'll be curious to see if that gives them any more leverage. Of course, Sling, by the way, is owned by Dish, so uh, their competitor. Um, so it is interesting to see them pushing that forward. Cool. Television. Television, man. No more cable subscriptions. That's right. Cancel it. Now it's just all Internet streaming TV. subscriptions. The dream of the yeah. 90s is alive today. Yes. <laughs> On your television. Uh, all right. We've gotten that out of the way. Let's see how we're doing for time. We're doing great on time. We can do more news. Let's see. We've got uh, Project Fee. We've got uh, Amazon Echo products. We've got Facebook with the NFL. What's what's up, guys? What, what are we thinking? Is it Project Fee or Project Fi? I always assumed it was Fi like Wi-Fi, but I would totally believe yeah. that it's Fee. I feel like the first time I saw it, I would have said Fee. But it makes sense. Again, I, that's, I didn't think of the Wi-Fi thing. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I've ever heard anyone, like, I don't know if, I guess we must have talked about it on the show. Well, and they, they talked about there. it at Google I.O., so someone said mm. it out loud at some point. Um, just, I guess, not that memorable. Weird. But now you can pay more attention, Colby, because you can get it now. Project Fee-Fi-Fo-Fum, however you want to pronounce it, um, is now available without an invite. So previously it had been invitation only. Now it's available everywhere in the U.S. If you don't remember what Project uh, Fee-Fi, uh, if you forgot what it is, I'm happy to remind you. It is Google's own mobile network. It combines the power of Sprint and T-Mobile networks, in addition to uh, what they claim is a very strong uh, Wi-Fi coverage and public hotspots. And the idea being is that if you're on a call or, or surfing with data or whatever, it'll seamlessly transition you between all these networks for really great coverage. Um, their other big advantage was that it is uh, very cheap. Uh, if you remember correctly, what is it? It's a $20 base price, and then you only pay for the data you use in gigabyte increments. So it's $10 per one gigabyte. Um, in addition to releasing it for everybody, they're also discounting the Nexus 5X. You can now get it for $199 uh, as a way to get started on the service um, for the next month. And this works with any phone now? No. So this only works with certain phones and i believe right now it's only the 5x and the 6p the, okay. the nexus phones uh, and I, I don't know if they have any intention of of doing it more broadly i wonder why that is like it doesn't make any sense to me very few people have the nexus phones um and it's not is it a value add for getting a nexus phone um i mean i <sighs> I mean, I could speculate. I don't. Obviously, I don't think it's a technological problem. It obviously requires special software, and because you know they don't want the hassle of partnering with a Samsung or an LG to to get the software on those phones. Um, yeah. I would also say that this is there aren't a lot of incentives for people to get Nexus phones, or at least average consumers, right? Sure, it's a more pure Android experience, but I don't think your average person really cares too much about that. Um, right. I think this is a good incentive because this is the best way to get an Nexus phone is to do it through Google. So yeah. uh, it wouldn't surprise me if in the long term they rolled it out to more. But for now, I um, I think they're just going to stick with the Nexus, which makes sense. Uh, and of course, Google I.O. is coming up in May or June, May. Um, so we may Indeed. see more announcements there. That would be exciting. 
I think this is, I actually think this is really exciting. Um, because I never, I remember they announced this last year at IO and yeah. I remember hearing about it, but not really paying that much attention. Cause it was kind of one of those weird projects by Google, but, um, well, it was like invitation only and only if you had like this one phone. So it was like, oh, okay, I don't care. Yeah, and it was like, well, <laughs> yeah. they're trying this thing, and but you know, the the pricing is crazy good. Um, you know, I I use under two gigabytes of data a month, and which would put my yeah. phone bill at forty bucks a month, which is pretty pretty competitive. Um, the fact that it's using both Sprint and T-Mobile in addition to to Wi-Fi, um, for good reception, um. You know. Oh yeah, that's cool. There. Yeah, so I think this is a value add for the Nexus phones then. It it it, it is, and the Nexus phones are very well reviewed. You know, yeah. I mean they're 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 obviously not super, you know, mainstream, but they're they're uh, good phones. They're not well marketed, is what they're no. what they're not. No, yeah. but you know, I'd, I'd be curious if if Google's serious about this, if they're really going to push it, because they haven't. Yeah. So right. I I think it's actually pretty exciting. Yeah. I think it'd be sounds worth trying. I've I've always been a little intrigued by the like third party cell networks. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like I don't see any reason they wouldn't be fine. I don't know. Like well, why am I? Why don't I have one of those? It's I have T-Mobile no idea. and Sprint. Like right. the, this is I, the only phone I know of that that does multiple carriers at the same time, which is right. yeah. really exciting. Uh, yeah. Because I don't think either of those networks is particularly strong on their own, but um, through their powers combined, uh, they are a, a better network. So, I um, if I were in the market for for a phone and a and a network, this would this would be pretty pretty interesting. Hmm. But I'm, I do, I'm looking up my data usage. I do love my <laughs> iPhone. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I use like two gigs, so that would be like. This would cut bucks. my bill in half, yeah. yeah. And you pay for what you use, so if the next month you only use one, right, you're not yeah. locked in. Or if the next month you use three, they'll just they'll only charge you ten instead of a, you know, some big overage. Mm-hmm. Sigh. Yeah, it's it's worldwide. It's worldwide data calls and text. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's got all kinds of good Is stuff it, going. Does it have worldwide LTE or just just three G? Gotcha. I mean, that's what T-Mobile is, too. Yeah. I'm sure there's some reason for that. I have I have a Dark Horse story I'd like to submit. Whoa, hey. Dang, yeah. what, what, calling an audible here. All right. Bring it in. What's what's the what, scoop? What does that mean? Calling an audible? Yeah, that's a football that's term. That's a football thing. That's oh. when the, the quarterback... <laughs> It's when the quarterback goes up to the line, and of course the coach uh, has already called a play, but he sees something on the field that causes him to change the play at the last minute. You'll see a quarterback where they kind of they'll get down, but then they'll stand back up and they'll shout something or they'll point something out, and they'll say "Blue thirty two Omaha set eight hot," and then they go back, and that's called an audible. Uh, okay, yeah. So uh, did either of you uh, see this story about Microsoft uh, taking their their database software to Linux? And I this is one of the this is one of the big money makers for uh, Microsoft. Here, I'll, I'll put the story in, in the show notes. Uh, SQL Server, which you might have heard of. Uh, SQL Server. Squeak, yeah, SQL Server. Uh, it's sort of like if you heard of Oracle. Uh, it's their Oracle competitor, really, uh, mm. and it makes them a fair bit of money. One of the 
you know, features is both a downside and an upside of it is that you, it only runs on Windows. Uh, so if no matter how good a product it is, if you're in like a prof, uh, predominantly Linux company, you won't buy it because you're not not worth the cost of taking on and running a whole separate system. Uh, but yeah, this is a you know another example of Microsoft uh, doing something that five years ago would thought never would have happened. Uh, they have an IDE that they've released for free that runs on Mac and Linux and Windows, uh, and now SQL Server too, which is uh, an enterprise product paid for, licensed, uh, will be available for you to buy on Linux. It's pretty crazy. Can you can you buy things for Linux? You can. What? Yeah. I thought I thought they just was they just gave everything away. I thought that was just all. That's the Richard Stallman's. View I thought that's on what the torrents it. were for. I'm I'm confused now. Um, yeah, you don't have to have <laughs> your software be open source for it to run on Linux. I learn something new every day. This Skype is. runs on Linux, not very well, and it's not open source. <laughs> <laughs> Technically uh, runs. Yeah, that's exciting. Yeah, I thought it was cool. Nice. Uh, I also liked uh, in this blog post they 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 multiple times referred to the magic quadrant. Let me give you a quote here. Gartner recently named Microsoft as leading the industry in their magic quadrant for operational database management systems in both execution and vision. Are are you familiar with the magic quadrant, Dan? Have you ever done no, this? No, no, you're you're a businessman. Yes. Can you, can you explain the magic quadrant to me? Do uh, you, have you heard of this before? Oh, absolutely. I've done a magic quadrant. What? Yeah, this is this is what they teach before. in business. My business minor coming in handy here. Uh, yeah. I, I actually read Gartner reports at work. No, this is uh, it, it's just basically a way of grading companies against each other. So you make you know two axes of some kind of quality, right? So it may be price versus uh quality of product. Okay. And the idea being is that usually the top right quadrant is the best because usually it's in this case it might be low price high quality right mm-hmm. um and and what they always to to be honest, they always cheat and make the magic quadrant look really good to a certain company uh, <laughs> where they kind of skew it it's all really made up but but Microsoft by winning the magic quadrant meant they were the farthest top right because they were the most in whatever the two axes were but they call it the quadrant where it's you, you want to be in the good quadrant if you're so for example that if the top right's the best the bottom left is usually the worst uh-huh and so it's just this made-up kind of graphic to show how, comparing companies to one another on on a certain set of uh, dimensions yes it's, it's it's very innovation it's very you know business uh, right synergy Syner- you know, synergy um <laughs> Never the, a bad mouth synergy lemon. It's no, bigger I, than both of us. <laughs> I, I I love to do that to coworkers. Uh, I'll, I'll put I'll put in meetings invites. I'll be like, uh, yeah, we're scheduling it to uh, to look for for um, uh, business solution opportunities to extend our contribution margin and grow EBITDA over the next four quarters. And they'll be like, Sean, what does that mean? I go, I don't know. I made that up. Um, I really just need to ask a question on this. So. Um, yeah, I did. I didn't know we'd get Linux and the Magic Quadrant both in the same story, but uh, but somehow we did. Yeah, that's good. There we go. We've covered all of our bases. We have, <laughs> and I think that's the best way possible to transition us to 
picks this week uh, because we're out of time on news. I will jump in and go first um, because I, I decided so. Um, <laughs> now, I like on the show to share the tips and tricks of podcasting. Not that I'm a pro, but I've learned a few things over the last nearly three years, yeah. by the way, of us doing this. 124 shows later. Except how to turn on the recording thing. Except, yeah, okay. I'm not perfect. <laughs> the, the techno- I'm the problem. The technology works. So, um, I've picked before XSplit for, for mixing. I've picked um, other things I can't... Uh, MP3 tag I picked. Uh, but today, you know, if you record audio, you may know it's very hard to get levels right, to get those highs and lows to kind of even out, how to get um, noise reduced. It's very hard. I tried in, in, um, in, uh, in, uh, what is the, oh my God, my brain is not working today. In, uh, in, in Adobe Audition, that's what I was thinking of, which is uh-huh. what I used to do the audio, um, to, to, to get it with all the filters just right. And I never found an answer until I found the tool professional full-time podcaster you should use, by the way, Levelator. Uh, Tom Merritt actually recommended this, if you know Tom Merritt, who uh, a longtime podcaster and, and internet personality. Um, it's available. The link will be on our website. You can just Google The Levelator. And it's a really, these guys programmed this, and all it does is you drop in a WAV file, and it spits out a WAV file automatically corrected. You don't have to set a thing or do a thing. It's all algorithmic. It just does it. And if you listen to our shows over the last few weeks, hopefully you're saying, wow, that sounds a lot better than it used to. Well, that's because we're using the levelator now. So if you were into audio, into especially speaking audio, go to our website to get the link or Google the levelator. It's free. Uh, It's no longer supported, but it works great. So use it for now Um, for Windows, Mac, and Linux. Um, the levelator making your audio sound real good. Nice. Um, we got a couple of Netflix picks here. Colby, why don't uh, why don't you go first? Sure. So, uh, y'all might remember a while ago, Dan picked that food related Netflix documentary series called Chef's Table, which was about chefs. Um, so they recently in the in the most recent batch of like new stuff, they released this new one called Cooked, uh, which is shorter. It's only four episodes, but it's just sort of about like the science and history of food. Um, and they take. So I've watched I haven't watched the last episode. I've watched the first three. Uh, wait, I might have watched the last episode. I take it back. I watched all of them. Um and it's like they, it's four episodes, and it's like fire, water, air, and and earth or something. Uh, I don't know. And the first one's about like cooking with fire. The second one's about cooking with water. Third one's about like bread. Uh, and the last one, I don't know if I watched them all. I think there might be one left. I don't remember the last one. In any case, uh, but it's pretty interesting. It's a little like. I guess preachy, like the guy. So it's, it's the guy who's like sort of the host of the documentary, like wrote a book in this, the whole, the series is based on his book that he wrote. Uh, and he has some like opinions about like sustainability and like health and global warming and things like that. So, uh, there's definitely some like 
uh, bias towards that kind of things. If you, I don't know, like believe in science, you'll probably be fine with it. Uh, but, <laughs> uh, but it was really good. It was really interesting and it inspired me to make bread. The one about bread was very cool. Um, so I, turns out you need almost nothing to br- make bread. I ordered a Dutch oven cause you do, you do need that for many breads. Um, or some breads, the bread I'm going to make. You're getting uh, into breads. Yeah. So I, I that's cocktails whole, that's aren't enough thing. anymore. Yeah. 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 I, I fucking love bread though. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, and like they were, they just went through like the sort of industrialization of bread and like, uh, you know, like I eat bread from the store and it's like sort of a compromise. It's certainly not as good as bread. that's like actually made by people. Um, and not in factories, not to say that we don't, people don't make the bread that comes in the store. Uh, but I don't know. It was, it was kind of cool. It was like pretty, uh, I guess it's, I, I think inspiring is the, the wrong word, but it like piqued my interest. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Check it out. If you're, if you're into learning about food, I also, it also inspired me to power through some more of Chef's Table. So I watched like four episodes of Chef Ta- Chef's Table last night. Which one's your favorite now? Um, I mean, I like the Blue Hill guy. That was cool. Uh, I, I, I don't know. They were all cool in different ways, I think. Cool and also like pretentious. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> It's like do, a you, do you think the first guy was pretentious though? The uh, Italian I, I, guy? I watched it so long ago that I kind of can't remember. Okay. Um I feel like I may have a little but All right. yeah, I did like guys. the and, yeah. I I liked the woman, the 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 Japanese woman from yeah, LA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. She she was not pretentious. Right. Um, yeah. But the the other ones were it was it was a little like so I really like the Blue Hills one because I feel like his personal story was so like wrapped up in the restaurant. It was like all about the restaurant and the food. But the other ones were like way more about the chefs themselves and like their personal beliefs about like life than I wanted to hear about, I think. <laughs> Fair enough. But, yeah, I, I've watched the first episode of that. Four or five times, probably. Wow. Um, I'm going to yeah. have to rewatch it. I think that he, that first guy is totally not pretentious. Like, seems like a wonderful human being. Yeah. Uh, and in the same sort of way where, like, and I think his, his wife puts it really well. She's like, when, when he asked me to marry him on the day that the restaurant opened, I realized that I, he wasn't asking me to marry him. He was asking me to marry him and the restaurant. <laughs> they came together. Yeah, and we're each like you know they're intertwined. Uh, it's crazy, like bananas. Like who would who would say something like that, and what kind of person would accept that? Uh, but interesting. Chef's table, like uh, in 2015, did we do top picks of 2015? Yeah, we did. Oh, I didn't pick Chef's table. What did I pick? No, well, I was just about to look that up. I guess here I'll pick yeah. of the year. You picked Mad Max. Ah, Mad Max was good. Mm. Mad Max was good. I don't but know. But your though. second runner-up would have been Chef's Table. Chef's for Table. Sure. Although, yeah, yeah, The Witcher was up there too. There just too much good stuff last year. Yeah, last 2015 was on the whole of it, entertainment-wise at least. 
a good year. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, uh, well, that's cooked. And uh, uh, Dan, you have something on a very similar. Yeah. Note. Speaking of TV shows, uh, this weekend, as I mentioned earlier, I think I started watching House of Cards season four. Uh, I did not like season three. Sean liked season did, three. Uh, He's wrong. Uh, well, I think I think probably I'm betting Sean neither must have finished it, but I'm betting we'll both be able to agree that season four is better than season three. Yes, so so I far, think, yeah. yes. I think we'll be able to agree mm-hmm. on that. Uh, it has a lot of the stuff that you like that I liked from episode uh, uh, season two. Uh, and it's just, you know, back to the, the skeeving, conniving, yeah. uh, high-pressure political stakes that, that I really, really liked. Uh, yeah, there's an, I, I won't say anymore. Uh, it's pretty relevant to this election cycle. Like, not... I was I was sort of expecting like them to uh, crip more stuff from the headlines than they did. Uh, they, you know, it's it's not actually that tied into it, but there are there are some things that you know could end up happening in our presidential election this year that happens in this presidential election fictionally. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it, it's cool. It's a, and, and it's like I did some research on some of these things, and these are actual rules. Uh, and they, it would work this way if it happened. Uh, yeah, it, it, it scares cool. me a little bit because I'm afraid of of if anyone in our government actually realizes that these are real things that could happen. <laughs> they start getting uh, ideas. Oh, I think they all know. I'm like, oh I boy. Um, the other thing that struck me though is as I was watching this, compared to when I watched uh, season three last year, and I remember when it first came out. It was like 2012, 2013. Yeah. Uh, First came out and I was like, man, this is like insane. There's no way that there are any politicians who are actually this crazy. And now Frank Underwood looks like a saint. I'd vote for him. Oh, yeah. All these people like, please, at least he gets stuff done and like isn't actively screwing the entire country over yeah like just the few people that. around him yeah just the you know for the greater good you know uh yeah and house of card season four i i've been enjoying it a lot well yeah and a mini and a, and a mini suggestion if you've never watched house of cards stop what you're doing and go watch the first season if you've started house of cards and fell behind on seasons two or three dan's idea was good go to season four they do a good recap don't I would recommend you catch up with all the episodes, but but don't feel obligated because you you can go to season four and and get caught up. Good to know. It's worth watching. Now, Nan, I will follow that up with a question. Have you ever watched The West Wing? Uh, yeah, a little bit. But and, and this, I have a friend who I showed her House of Cards, and she was like, "Well, you need to see The West Wing." And coming from House of Cards to The West Wing, The West Wing is like. It's something I would put on in, in the same time I would watch The Next Generation or... Yes. it's very uh, idealistic. Uh, yeah, How I Met Your Mother. Like, yes. something to just sort of have on, not really pay attention to, make you feel good. Uh, and that's not how... So, like, right? Uh, those no, they're very the different. Thing. But yeah. that's what I like to compare and contrast because they are extremely different. Um, yeah. But I love both, so I just was curious. Yep. Yeah, I watched the first couple seasons of The West Wing recently, uh, and I really enjoyed it. It was also weird for me uh, seeing 
Chris Traeger in another another. Yeah, <laughs> I Rob can't. Lowe, uh, Rob Lowe. Yep. <laughs> I, could, I couldn't remember his name. Uh, yeah, I feel like the West Wing's really good. Like super inspirational. Like after watching the West Wing, I I felt much less despair about like what is going to happen. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it it made me feel good about about the country, but I I don't think that was like. I don't necessarily think it's reflective of reality. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, I'm I'm a big fan, I, such a big fan. You should go to upfordebate.tv and go back to episode one. That was the very first thing we talked about on on Up for Debate previously. The Goldilocks Zone was uh, was the West Wing. You know, I think that episode of of Up for Debate, the Goldilocks Zone, was what put the the like placeholder in my head to go listen to it. There you go. Or, I'm sorry, watch it. Excellent. Well, uh, all of these picks will be on the website. Don'tpanic.io. We'll have links to them. You can go there, check it out. Uh, you should go to the website anyway because it's got all of our past episodes, audio and video, um, all the links where to subscribe, follow us on social media. Um, I will highlight a few select ones here for you now. At Don't Panic Show on Twitter. Don't Panic Show at gmail.com for email. YouTube.com slash Don't Panic Show where you can watch the video versions. Uh, they look crisp. Um, like a crisp, crisp $1 bill. Just like, like, a, like, a, like a fall apple crisp. <laughs> um, anything else from you, gentlemen, before we wrap this evening? No. no. Go binge watch House of Cards. Go binge watch House of Cards. And then after yes. you get done with that, go binge watch uh, Game Nights at GameNights.tv. Watch us play <laughs> Dungeons & Dragons. Because we've got, what, 16 episodes now? Uh, yes. It's like a whole season. Yeah. Move fast. We we hustle. Uh, it seems like only yesterday we started. <laughs> so so check that out at GameNights.tv. Yeah, it still blows my mind how like invested I get in the game we're playing. Sometimes it's legitimately like, fun. Yeah, like imagination, not, man. I know. I'm honestly it's crazy. I wish we had figured this out a couple of years ago when we could do it physically in person in college yeah. and had the time and the proximity to do it. Well, but better late than someday. someday. I think I have more time now than I did then. I think that may <laughs> be true. It would have been nice to play it in person. Yeah. Well, I still like the idea of doing uh, like a special in-person edition, like we thought about doing over New Year's. I'd love to do it if we can find the time. I'm I'm on board. Maybe as part of our New York uh, Don't Panic field trip. Oh yeah. my goodness! <laughs> we need to do a whole itinerary, a whole weekend. <laughs> this is oh great. My God. We can all go to Matt's house or something. Kick down <laughs> yeah, his door. His, mo- right. his mom would love it. Perfect. Yeah. Fantastic. This is some, someone should tell Matt <laughs> before we start committing to things. Um, all right. Well, don't worry about it, right? Uh, he'll be fine. All right. On that note, we're going to conclude. We'll be back next week, Monday night, 10 p.m. Eastern, for a brand new episode of Don't Panic. On behalf of Colby and Dan, this is Sean. Thanking everybody for joining us. Hoping we'll see you next week for another episode of Don't Panic.